With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, guys, a brand new show on the Hammer Betting Network. It's called Hit the Books. Guys, while I was hitting the textbooks, Joey Kanish was hitting the sports books. So that's why his bankroll is bigger than me. He's the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Kanish. I'm merely Brad Powers. Show concept simple, guys. We're going to, before we look ahead to the upcoming week, we first got to look back to what we just saw from the previous week. So biggest reactions and takeaways from the previous week. We'll take a look at some of the opening lines that have been up here for the last 24 hours. And at the end of the show, we know you want picks. That's the whole point. Uh, of all the betting shows and betting content lately. So we'll give you some best bets here at the end of the show. First, Joey, this is a pleasure, man. I am not, I obviously know of you who doesn't, I am not done any content with you before. So I am really looking forward to some banter with you. Mr. Powers. It, it is. A, I tell you what, I got an extra shot of espresso in here today. Cause I knew we were firing this up a little bit. Nobody I'd rather be chopping up a little college football with on a Monday than yourself here. Uh, so I'm ready to go, man. I've been waiting a little week one reaction. I, I tell you what, I had that early week one, as soon as the football around noon Eastern, it was starting. I was starting to get sweats. I was starting to get to say yeah, that week one gets me every week here. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it was a fun Saturday and uh, yeah, I like doing a little bit of an uh, instant reaction. Look forward to next week with you. Uh, how many shots of espresso we got? We're talking already. It's normally a large cold brew. One shot of espresso. I threw an X. I threw it. I said, give me a power up, baby. I'm, I'm doing a power with powers afternoon. Give me another shot today. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I got a little extra in the there. I got the jitters going. So, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is funny. We're going to break it down uh, and hopefully uh, find some winners for the upcoming week. Let's do it. Uh, I guess we got to take a start. Uh, biggest takeaway for you. Uh, but before that, you know, the difference between guys like you and me and the guys that are heading to a nine to five job uh, on a Monday, they're going to ask, hey, did you watch the game last night? Between you and me, I'm going to ask you this. How'd your bets go last weekend? How'd you do? You know what? I, 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 I saw a little bit of, uh, you know, what you documented there in the notes. I totally agree. The, the best return I had uh and, and you know I've argued this with, with people on on Twitter for a while and some of the groups that wait the best return I had was positions I started accumulating in the summer when you know was finding a way to get down on the earliest numbers uh to try and you know get as much as I could uh without me you know moving them around too much and that that required going out of my way you know to get into some casinos um and it was work. I know some people, you know, whether you're, you're, you're working on credit in that or the trading group are waiting till the best I did uh, on week one was stuff that that I was starting to accumulate uh, in the in the summer. And I know um, you're out there in Vegas shopping around uh, or in the early summer. And so, 
um, yeah, that, that, that was my, you know, my biggest takeaway was I, I have no regrets of, of putting out the capital, uh, and, and working, you know, in, in June, July, and August to, to try and get value. Uh, cause, cause that's the best return I had as opposed to some of the stuff that, that, you know, I was moving on last week. How about yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, I was in exactly the same boat. I mean, everything that I bet, I think w- Willie Hill opened up some week one games. I think it was in April is the day after the national championship game in college basketball. All that stuff, I was betting, you know, the stupid Mississippi State minus eight, all of them yep, dumb, yep. Uh, very soft numbers, all that one. Uh, but then, I mean, it was a little bit of a mixed bag for me because obviously I probably got a little greedy. I mean, I'll give you an example. That same book, Willie Hill, last Sunday, uh, they left up all the lines from anybody that played a week zero game. So there was like no adjustments for how pathetic Hawaii, Wyoming and Nevada were, and guess what? I got a little greedy and I continued yep. to fade those teams. And particularly in the Wyoming and Nevada instance, lost my ass going back in and betting against those teams. So anything that I bet April, May, June, I, I had no regrets. That all worked out. Anything I bet last week, including I, I mean, FCS stuff was not good for me. So I'm hoping that changes this week to say the least game specific. Cause I know you're active on Twitter and you're not afraid to be snarky and get after some people. What were some of your uh, game specific takeaways, Joey? You know, I saw one you had that is, uh, and the one right off the bat is I had a position on Oregon uh, at 18, some 17 and a half. They got straight up beat down. I mean, from the jump there, not that I got no qualms to say that was a hundred percent the wrong side. Um, I, I did not. I'll tell you what. One of the guys I bet with uh, sprinkled some Stetson Bennett Heisman over the summer. I've been trolling <laughs> him all summer that he, yeah. he got some 200 to one. I've been laughing at him, telling him, you know, making jokes every week. I, I'm not saying you, you're going to win it, but that that's I, that's one of the best. Game. I think that's the best I've ever seen Stetson Bennett look against an opponent that I thought was going to provide some more resistance that's recruited well the last few years when Mario Cristobal was bringing in legitimate players and they just got flat ran over. I didn't think Georgia would be in that, that Alabama level of reload where you're not seeing any drop off when you have, you know, nine, 10, 12 guys hit the NFL. 15. Uh, the, yeah, the, the, the early return is I, I, I can't, I, I can't argue with the fact that, they just they just restocked uh, and and blew the doors off. And I was probably too low on Georgia coming into the season, um, and, and thought this was a you know a Bama Ohio State one two, and they put they put egg on my face there playing some Oregon. Yeah, I uh, it was a perfect example of I bet thirteen and a half on that stupid Willie Hill number in April. I got greedy because it blew to like eighteen. I'm like, you know what? I mean, my number seventeen on the game. I'll buy back some Oregon. Shouldn't have done it. Uh, I, I'll tell you, Oregon wasn't isn't a number 11 team in my power ratings, but that's still a legitimate top 25 yeah. team that Georgia yeah. just flat out freaking embarrassed. And, I mean, clear cut. I mean, Georgia's right where – I mean, right back. They're not – I don't have them as high as what I did at the end of last season, but, I mean, certainly they're, they're clear cut number two behind Bama right now in my power ratings. They jumped Ohio State, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I, I agree on the sets of Bennett. I'm not afraid to bet a lot of Heisman futures. He was not a part of my portfolio. So I would say this. I agree with you. I don't think he's going to win it, but I wouldn't mind 200 to one right now. Yeah. If he's yeah. Gonna play like that. 
Guys, I saw. I mean, he was down in most places now trading, you know, 25 to 1, 20 to 1, um, yeah. which again, I, I wouldn't bet that number. But no. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, uh, little I'm, I'm going to eat some crow if he end up getting to the ceremony, at least. Because, yeah, I, I had the opportunity for some, you know, 200s over the summer. And I just said, there's no way he's good. But he that was as sharp as I've ever seen him. Um, and it they opened it up more, too, than I thought. Yeah, that. they did. Just their game plan was was very, uh, I, you know, I thought they would you know, keep it on the ground. Right, they they that was as wide open as I've seen them them kind of toss around, especially for uh, you know not playing a cupcake. So um, yeah, that was that was shocking to me. Um, and I, I've got to you know adjust Georgia throughout the you know for the season long. There's some game of years that I was looking at fading them in before the season. So yeah, that's. That's the biggest takeaway for me is is came on uh, uh, significantly too low on the on the Bulldogs returning here. Let's stay in the SEC. Uh, where were you on the Florida Utah game? Because I had Utah early positions. I mean, when it got to three, I thought about taking back some Florida. I just didn't. Uh, I, I mean, I still come take away from me uh, coming out of that game was. I mean, obviously Utah messed it up at the goal line twice. Yeah. I mean, it would have been nice that they didn't do that. I'd been very happy to cash the tickets. But with that being said, I mean, I wasn't expecting much out of Florida. Uh, and I thought they gave a pretty solid effort. I was a big Anthony Richardson fan, but I didn't like a lot of the talent around him. Uh, he carried the day, obviously. Uh, I mean, you got to be upgrading Florida after that performance. Yeah, you know, I bought some right at the end uh, when the you know Florida was steaming. I bought some Utah money line, uh, you know, game another one there, late position that uh, that backfired on me. I was uh, <laughs> took some. I thought you know Utah around pay, and I was able to get in some like minus one fifteen. Uh, thought that was good. I, I'll tell you what, I'm not downgrading Utah in the slightest. I think if anything, I'm probably more bullish on them to win the Pac-12. Um, yep. uh, after seeing some of the other performances from teams in the Pac-12 and them going toe-to-toe with a with a talented SEC foe. Where are you now? Say we we talked to Sets and Bennett a little bit um about you know some long shot numbers on the Heisman. Where are you on the the Anthony the AR-15 Heisman? Because I, I tell you what, if he's gonna that is the the type of performance that that starts the narrative. If Florida can be you know a nine ten potentially eleven win, I think that's a little bullish for them. Um, but but he's one of the ones that's that's still out there around twenty twenty five that that I was I was taking a more serious look at uh, as far as that in the portfolio. Where are you on him Heisman wise? I did bet him pizza bet, you know, wasn't a Joey Kanish type bet, but I did take a flyer. He was one of the 15 guys I bet 60 to one. I'll be honest with you. If he repeats it this week, cause they play, you know, a pretty high profile game against Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, he will shoot to the top of the board if he plays like, I agree. you know, he did last week. So I'll be very comfortable if he can repeat it. I, you know, I have my doubts. I, I already bet Kentucky. We'll get to more of that stuff later, but uh, yeah, I I'm comfortable with the, that part of a piece of my portfolio right now any uh i, I know you're a big michigan guy i, I want to get in the wolverines because i'll tell you what that I, I was expecting them to be pretty dominant i mean harbaugh's a good bully but what was your takeaway in the wolverines because i mean coming out of there depending on what clemson does tonight i mean michigan might be as high as number four in my power ratings i i, I don't think there's that big of a drop off from last season no i agree i thought the the defensive line uh, now granted colorado state uh, I knew there was going to be some Norvell transition cost, uh, their offensive line and just their, their offense in general. Uh, I thought they'd even be able to, you know, I've played some over in that game. I thought Colorado state would be able to get, you know, get at least in the teens. Um, 
they had no shot. Needed 14, man. Needed 14. Yeah, they had no shot. I mean, they, you know, they scored a garbage touchdown late, um, but they just were not able to move the ball at all. Uh, I think, and you've seen the fan, but I mean, this is all Michigan Twitter right now is JJK, JJ. McNamara, I, I think the door is open. You're going to see McCarthy start uh, the, the, this week against Hawaii, uh, who, who might be, you know, the new UMass, the new UConn. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, Timmy Chang's got a long way to go there. Um, but I, I think I think you're going to see McCarthy potentially take this job. Um, and that that was the biggest, their defensive line. Uh, Harbaugh had some quotes in the summer that our defensive line is just as good. You know, people were like laughing, like, hey, there's no way. They got a lot of depth. Um, the defense definitely did not seem to take the the, the initial step back. Um, and again, they were able to bully. I'll tell you that the games that they're going to have more trouble in, and this might be a JJ, is where they're going to have to rely on more of the pat. When they can line up and run the ball, it can be yeah. anybody. I mean, that's how they beat Ohio State last year was basically, you know, just lining up and running it. Um, teams that like Iowa might be able to, you know, that can give them where they can make them pass. We'll see what they do at the quarterback position, but McNamara was a little shaky early. Uh, we'll see how JJ looks this week, but overall, I, I agree with you. I think they're they're a top five team in the country again, um, and you know we'll see. We'll see what's happening in Columbus. Uh, where where are you? Know where you? Uh, uh, a Notre <laughs> Dame looked real good there, or an Ohio State kind of kind of just wasn't in fully uh, fully operational mode yet. It's a good question uh, and a good transition to Michigan, two of Michigan's rivals. Uh, I was more disappointed in Ohio State's offense. I get it. Jackson Smith and the Jigba went out and was hurt. But yeah. if you are legit the best offense in college football, a wide receiver going out, even if he is the best wide receiver in college football, shouldn't impact your offense that much. I mean, where in the hell is Travion Henderson? Uh, I mean, Ryan Day doesn't utilize him. I mean, I thought Notre Dame had a really good game plan. I mean, it was almost like, yeah. you know, harking back to trestle ball. I mean, a guy that obviously Marcus Freeman played for at Ohio State, the way that they played that game. I was a little more disappointed. I mean, I expected, I bet Ohio State, another one that was a stupid Willie Hill opener. I was happy to lay the 10 and a half, but I, I can't believe none of my other bets on Ohio State didn't cash. I expected that to be a blowout. And the fact that it wasn't has me more downgrading Ohio State. Now, defensively, they did some yeah. things. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of their front seven. I think it's talented. I will, we'll see what happens when, when they face a more of a pass happy team. But I mean, the Big Ten offense is who's going to really challenge them through the air. Right, <laughs> I mean, right. Big Ten. It ain't going to be Iowa. It ain't going to be Wisconsin. They're both on the schedule for the Buckeyes. So, I mean, I don't know how, how much they're going to get really tested defensively until uh, latter portions of the schedule. Uh, I, I, I got it. I mean, I dropped Ohio State in my power rings. I mean, I think watching comparing them to Alabama and Georgia I mean Alabama and Georgia are better than Ohio State right now I would yeah, obviously yeah. I'd favor those two teams on a neutral are you wasn't the case the- I, I had the Buckeyes too where'd you have them coming in the preseason I, I had them too as well I, I took my only national championship position was early numbers on Ohio State or some eight to one some six to one yeah. um I, I agree I, I like I liked what Jim Knowles did on the defense they, they, they were doing a little bit more um than, than just running you know the base cover three uh you know line up and that's what we're gonna run so I think that'll I, I I think the offense will get there I was a little bit there's these this takes going around where they lined up and they ran the ball with Marion Williams and that was that to me doesn't like that's okay for a game against Notre Dame where you were able to line up and run the ball because they didn't have a lot going on offense it that to me doesn't give you like 
that's not going to beat Alabama. That's not going to no. beat Georgia. If you're looking at the bigger picture, that can be, you know, a Notre Dame team that doesn't have a lot of playmakers on the outside and wasn't able Agreed. to do much on offense. I don't think that's going to, I don't know if that's going to beat a Michigan. And I, I even, so I'm, I, I was, yeah, I was agree with you. I, I kind of prefer that, that the Ryan day open passing offense in the system that they, as opposed to, you know, kind of what they went to late there to close out the game. But um, are you a Marcus Free? I tell you what, the oh. Marcus Freeman era is the stock. Cause I thought that again, I, I agree with you. I thought they were going to get blown out of this game. He's recruiting at an insane level. Um, uh, do you see Marcus Freeman? Cause I, I, you know, I remember you had a tweet there with Notre Dame about that, you know, maybe not seeing them ever. <laughs> Are you buying some Marcus Freeman stock now after that game plan, the way the recruit, do you think he gets them to, you know, uh, in one, two, three years that, that true national level contender, um, that that maybe you know I mean they made the playoff a few times under Kelly with a nice schedule, but yeah. um, do you think they can get into that that top five realm? He needs a couple more recruiting classes, and they got to win some recruiting battles. I mean, he had a couple guys, one on offense, a quarterback, and one guy on defense that I was complaining about on Twitter. They didn't get. I mean, that's the difference. A couple guys a year is mainly the difference. So when you add it up over a three four year period, that's the difference between living and dying, winning and losing. So. Uh, I mean, I'm, I know he's 0-2, and a lot of people are making fun of him for being 0-2. I mean, he played two top-10 teams. Are you kidding me? I mean, he covered the yeah, spread yeah. last week in a game that I thought he'd get annihilated. So ask me after this week because, uh, you know, it's a rare time where I bet Notre Dame. Uh, we'll talk more about those lines in a bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely a big Freeman fan. And that's not being put my fan hat on. I think some of it, though, I will say, and we're going to get that. I, 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 I can't not – uh, say this, but uh, I'm very happy Brian Kelly's no longer the head coach. The 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 winningest coach in Notre Dame history, <laughs> even though he was also the losingest coach in Notre Dame history, and he set that mark five years ago. So, uh, and I think that's a good transition. So, stock up, I think, long term for Notre Dame. Although I think there's going to be some bumps this year. I mean, BYU looked amazing. That's on yep. the schedule. I mean, Clemson probably has got too much for Notre Dame this year. SC on the road in the Coliseum is not going to be a piece of cake. So, I mean, it could be an eight and four type of season and I'm, I'm still stocked up. Uh, let's talk though, the game last night, I'm sure you got to take away from this. I mean, my takeaway is I didn't think either team was, is very good. I mean, it was obviously an entertaining finish uh, as much. I mean, I think Mike Norvell is too clever for his own good. Sometimes uh, I thought he outcoached Brian Kelly but then at the end, I mean, what was your takeaway from, from that melee? And did you have any original positions there? You know what? I actually, I had some uh, uh, Florida State, uh, some, you know, I was kind of a little surprised to see the oppo steam at the end there. I was on some Florida State four. I know there were some four and a halfs late, uh, laid out there, which you could grab. Um, I, I think the the biggest takeaway for me is you saw it after the game where Keyshawn Boutiz taking all the LS. There's another receiver who takes all the LS. A couple yeah. guys might hit hit the portal right after the game. I don't know. I think that I don't know if Kelly's going to get the time to go through this like transition of of getting his guys in or or guys that maybe are a little bit more willing to to toe the line. I know Ed O ran this like Club <laughs> O program that you know anybody could do, and now you go from that to Brian Kelly, who's like the you know the the, the dictator type of coach. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if he's going to have the time to make this transition into the, the program 
that that he needs it to be for them to win. Um, I, I Jaden Daniels was. I, are you surprised that they didn't throw some more Nussmeyer in there? Or, I know he made a couple uh, plays with his legs. Um, I, I just. I don't know. Their offense looked a little bit sluggish, and and again, FSU. As I, I wasn't overly impressed with them. They got the result, um, but I, they're not somebody I'm buying. You know, a quick stocking for this year or anything. Uh, but I think it's gonna be a long year for LSU. Oh, I agree with that, and I, I think you got to look at the schedule now for LSU. I mean, they do have some layups in the non-conference, but conference-wise, they pull Tennessee and Florida from the East. And then you look at everybody in the West. I mean, they, LSU was the only SEC team to lose last weekend. Uh, and then a lot of those teams were not only winning for the SEC, they were covering point spreads. So uh, on a neutral field right now, I would have an LSU, an underdog against all eight of their SEC opponents. Uh, they got a couple of those games at home. But, yep. I mean, I think for a good result from this point forward would be them winning three SEC games three non-conference games, six and six. That's not what people in Baton Rouge signed up for. That's what I was going to say is if he goes five and seven, is there, I mean, Oh my goodness. Is there uh, a year two? There's a year two, but I mean, he doesn't have the personality that fits in down there. Uh, right, he's not right. one of them. Uh, I mean, yeah. And he's, a, he's a he, look, I'm telling you, he's a guy that points the finger. It's and never at, and pointing the finger back at himself. He just never is that guy. So I'm not sure it's going to fly. I know this is the, the big time overreaction, but I'm telling you, it's just one game. I'm not sure Brian Kelly is going to make it at LSU. I, I just, I, I have some significant doubts. No, I, it, it's, it's, I agree. Like, as you said, the schedule lines up poorly. Uh, the offense did not look as, as crisp as I thought it, it, it could be. And the, they're not, again, it's a program is never going to be devoid of talent. Um, but it's just going from the the, the personality type um, yep. of guys that Edo was okay with, like a booty who was a little bit more of a, a diva player, doesn't to going from guys that maybe Brian Kelly wants is you know a two three year transition, and I don't think he's got that kind of time, especially if you're going to win four or five games, you know, year one, then the seed is scorching hot year two, uh, and I don't know if he, I mean, to me, his only shot he's got to get in the portal after this year um, and load Again. up as much as he can. And then, then, then we'll, you see what you can, you see what you can pull off. But now I agree with you. Uh, and it spoke volumes of, of the, the lack of people that came with them from Notre Dame to LSU. Um, I think that tells you a lot about uh, what working for Brian Kelly's like. So yeah. It, who did, who did come with them? The special teams coach. And how about that special teams <laughs> unit for LSU <laughs> last night? Two muffins, blocks. <laughs> Black kicks. Oh, my goodness. What a disaster. I couldn't be happier, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Any other takeaways uh, from, from the weekend before we move over to, to the opening lines? No Gene Chizik comments? Uh, I'll tell you what. Like, <laughs> is, is – is, what was – what – is he the worst defensive coordinator in the country right now? Like, what oh, yeah, is going yeah. – I, I, I cannot fathom what – I don't know if he – I couldn't let him on the. I don't know if I could let him into week three right now because you UNC they've looked fantastic. I, I thought their whole scheme this year was going to be a little bit more of a regression on offense. The defense would take a step forward. It's completely the opposite of, of what I you know some preseason prognostications of the offense looks fantastic. I I can't imagine this defense looks like they have never been coached. They have absolutely no idea what's going on. 
I and Matt Brown thinking that like taking Chiswick after six years out of the game off the scrap heap, uh, the words of Chisdom hashtag, uh, you know, <laughs> tweeting you know, like you know Bible mantras. That that was the guy to come in and fix the defense, and it could not have gone. They let go of a guy. I know they didn't have a great Jay Bateman, who I really respected. Uh, well, I know they had a little bit of step back, but to go to this defense, um, I, I I don't know and. Where are you? Because they got Georgia State coming in, uh, who was yeah. a little bit, uh, you know, I think that that's a good thing. We're a little bit unfortunate against South Carolina. They, they're speaking of bad special teams, they had two punt blocks uh, for touchdowns there to to screw up any chance at a cover. But uh, I'll tell you what, this that is going to be a significant because I I don't think App State's a fantastic offense by any means, uh, yeah. and they were just running it up and down the field. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I, I think. I don't know what they can do here where it looks like the hire was a complete disaster. Um, but you're in a position where you, you've made your bed with this uh, and I don't know how it improves. Yeah. I mean, not only do I, I, I don't see Chizik lasting after this year. I mean, does that, is that it for Mac Brown? Cause I mean, right. obviously a extremely disappointing season a year ago. I mean, let the market tell you, I mean, this is kind of a good transition opening line report. I mean, North Carolina is only a seven-point favorite at Georgia State. Yep. I mean, the market was very anti-North Carolina last week the, that they closed the, you know, a three-point underdog. I know in the middle portion of that game, they dominated App State. And I know a couple of snarky North Carolina betters uh, on Twitter that were, you know, uh, making some comments. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that turned out. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to focus back on the App State game in, in that fourth quarter. I'll tell you what, now that we get more and more data points, I think the Florida A&M result looks even worse after just yesterday Florida A&M loses 59 to 3 to Deion Sanders and Jackson State that was a 35-24 game late third quarter I mean with 25 guys out for Florida A&M and their offense was going up and down the field on that defense even that night so I I, I agree with you I think North Carolina's got by far the worst power five defense um, so we'll, we'll see what happens this week I mean Georgia State's probably live again uh, which is incredible uh, for a program like North Carolina. As we transition to opening bets, was there anything that really stood out to you? I mean, obviously me, I'm a high volume guy. I bet 31 bets at Circa yesterday. So I thought there was some market inefficiency, but anything that really caught your eye as far as some opening line bets? You know, I say we're always uh, in the waters fighting each other for the Circa. That five, uh, five minute, I know there's that out with the, the Circa. Yeah, what, you like were dealing with that too? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was like, I kept you know refreshing the app, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? I can't see anything. That was as you had said. I saw the the tweet where like, okay, nothing's moving. This must be like I, in industry wide here, where no one can actually get in here to bet anything. Uh, so thankfully, got resolved uh, after a few minutes. But you know what? I, I thought that it's it's funny from what you know used to be. Uh, I remember the the bet online days when you know some of these would open up and they'd be you know two TDs off. Uh, you know, for the most part, that um, I, I think that obviously the numbers at Circa are much better now. There were a couple of yeah. uh, uh, dabbles in the uh, in the water um, that that was looking to get into early. Uh, a big position I have from from early, you know even from some game of years is Tennessee. Uh, I bet some minus three and a half, some more, uh, some more minus four. There was some minus five out there. It looks like it's gone up to to kind of widely available seven right now. I think Pitt's in danger of of getting absolutely buried this week. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've been bullish on Tennessee, you know, going back. I, I don't understand the Pitt change in philosophy. 
I think they can come in here uh, and lay a number on Pitt pretty good. And I'm not sure that Pitt has the offense, uh, and especially with this, like, you know, Narduzzi, we want to run the ball uh, to keep up there. So if you can still find most of it seven now, if you can still find a Tennessee under seven, uh, some six and a half, uh, I would play that. But that was one of the, the opening ones that I saw take off. Um Obviously, Alabama is, is another one that, you know, Texas. That's unbelievable. What do you, what do you make State. that number? I, I had, you know, I had it the high, I don't know, 18 at, now that it's gone past, you know, the 2021. What do you need to buy Texas? So that's what I'll ask. Oh, my God. Like, what, what number? You're talking to a guy that bet Utah State plus 42 and a half last week and got my teeth kicked <laughs> down my throat. It, it's going to take a lot, probably 21 and a half. And I won't go, I won't go all in. I'll probably small potatoes. I Would I prefer yep, no. there? Oh, what do you think of the total? I like over. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the over would be the way. If I'm playing a number, you know, right now, as opposed to the side, it, it would be over. Now that's come up a little bit. I'm circling open fifty nine and a half. Now it's mostly trading sixty one and a half. I might 62. have something to do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that would uh, that got bumped up real quick on there. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's that. That'd be the position I'd be looking to take as, as opposed to a side right now. Um, oh, uh, Hawaii, are you are you dipping your toe uh, in the Honolulu? <laughs> 51 and a half waters here. What, what, what's the, the, the buy number on Hawaii? Uh, I tell you, I, Harbaugh beat Michigan about 78-0, uh, or beat Rutgers 78-0 yep. a few years ago. So uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what number I really would uh, feel good about here taking a Hawaii position. I think a pure power rating for me was like 48. I haven't bet Hawaii yet. I really don't plan to uh, unless it gets uh, – I don't, I don't see it getting too – out of whack from where it is now. Are you kidding me? Uh, Harbaugh's not a guy. I mean, you saw the Colorado State game. I mean, he just keeps plugging away. You got a two-quarterback system. Both guys are going to want to play, want to perform. Yep. There's a big reason why I like the over last week. So, I mean, typically I'd want to take the significant underdog in that situation. I, I just don't have any interest. I think Hawaii, I mean, I thought they were going to be really bad coming in this season. They're even way worse than what I expected. I mean, are they the bottom of your ratings now? UMass Connecticut. I mean, that's where they're at. I mean, from a power rating. That's how I was going to say. I I think I think UConn and the UMass are better than them this year. I mean, they just they (laughs) they don't have a functional quarterback. And this is a team that wants to run, you know, the run and shoot and be a you know up and and they don't have a quarterback that can execute it, and they don't have any other talent on the roster. So yeah, that that. That Western Kentucky game uh, was alarming because when you're not, if you can't move the ball on Western Kentucky, um, oh boy, it is going to be a a long year. Like I think they got Duquesne on the schedule. If they can't win that one, then then I don't. <laughs> yeah. It might they might be getting a day. It might be an offer uh, in Hawaii this year. And uh, my uh, poor, play their poor season win total. I you know yeah, yeah there was some juiced four and a half um, that was able to get there. So I took. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, though. I, 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 I obviously, I wish I was a little bit bigger on that one. Um, but I didn't think. I thought, you know, the, with the Mountain West being so down, just I'm down on the conference in general. Yeah, but, I agree. I mean, they're they're by far the the the, the bottom uh, feeder of that one going into the conference play so far. Yeah, I bet like 80 teams uh, season win total, and I wasn't one of them. What a man! What an idiot I am. Uh, any other line stand out? What, what did you make the – because, I mean, I think it's – obviously there's not a lot of sexy matchups outside of Alabama, Texas, as far as big-name blue blood programs. But I got to tell you, I think it's pretty deep on, on, you know, some decent data points to figure out what these teams are going to be this upcoming season. 
I mean, I think a really intriguing non-conference game is that BYU-Baylor game. I thought both teams looked really good. I know they played a couple tomato cans. Uh, although BYU, I mean, South Florida is very experienced coming back. And I mean, they just humiliated them. What'd you make that line? I, I, I have a game of the year bet on Baylor plus eight. Obviously, I feel good about that. But uh, what, what do you think of that matchup? Yeah, BYU, you know, BYU minus one was one of the, the circle ones grabbed. Uh, Did you and grab it? That's, yeah, yeah, that's going to crash across the, the three today, you know, three and a half. Even I see circuit on you know, trading four. I, I had it around three um, and was kind of wanting the, the BYU side. You know, now that it's gone through the three, um, it, it wouldn't be one that I'd still play uh, at the number. But I, but I agree. With I thought BYU looked looked fantastic obviously you know Baylor playing a, a lower tier FCS team in Albany hard did a lot of takeaway but again they they crushed them um what'd you do with that did you do anything with that game with a uh, you know a line of 42 and a total like 46 <laughs> sadly uh you know I wish the the days of uh the correlated parlay were still around uh where you, you know you can lay the the 42 and take the over 45 uh but no sadly didn't have a position on that one but uh yeah that was a a, a total beat uh again I I, you know, I got some uh, Baylor Big 12 features, so I agree. It's going to be uh, a definite. And one of those that, you know, if things break right, you know, I, I think we both got a, a pretty solid, you know, top three or four there with Alabama, Georgia, uh, Ohio State, Michigan type of thing. That fourth playoff spot, you know, hey, this is a, this is a game that whoever wins it kind of comes out and has that like, okay, if we can, we can run the table till we can start dreaming type of deal. So could have some fringe playoff implications. Um, but I don't know. I, I like to BYU at, you know, at around minus one around pick right now. Uh, I, I think the numbers fair market going in, but I agree with you. It'll be one that, uh, yeah, I think will tell us a lot uh, of the remainder of the season um, and two, two, two teams of super high on. Let me ask you this, since this is an inaugural show uh, and we're talking about, you know, some line moves already, you and I have both been involved. I think you and I, I, I know your bankroll is bigger than me, but what's your thought process uh, on getting in early? I mean, obviously the market's moving earlier and earlier. I mean, I woke up at 530. I'm in Vegas this morning and, and the board was lighting up like a freaking Christmas tree. I take so much grief. Oh, you're going in early. Why are you ruining the market for everybody? Why are you releasing stuff? Why are you betting stuff? I'm like, my response is number one, you're not paying my bills. So until you do that, you know, F off. Uh, and, and number two, if I'm not doing it, other people are. I mean, e e even the big boys are going early now. They get the market influencers like Raz yep. and stuff are going bright and early Monday morning. So what's your thoughts on getting in early? I, I, I'm sure you have a similar thought process as me. No, no, no. I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying of if, if, if you don't hit it, someone's going to hit it. The numbers is no good, you know, especially that, you know, it's circa, you know, with the, the limits they're taking on it, which isn't peanuts. It's not, you know, $250 of bet online openers, but I, I texted some people yesterday and it was Sunday at 3 PM Eastern. There was circa bet online, a couple PPHs up, William Hill, yep. FanDuel, DraftKings, Camby. I, I mean, if you got the, you know, the right accounts and the right connections, you're talking about on Sunday at 3 p.m. being able to get at least five dimes down on a side, uh, which, oh, you know, easily. At least, I mean, potentially even, you know, uh, 10. Um, yep. So this the, the days of where, like, 
Yes. I mean, if we're talking, you know, four or five years ago when it was, you know, $250 bet online and then maybe bookmaker would come in late and then nobody would open up until, you know, Monday, those days are done. I I mean, that's over with. So this whole, like, you know, I think people get caught up in this, like you don't adapt to the changing market dynamics here of you can now get a lot of money down on a Sunday afternoon, as opposed to, you know, 250 or $500 or four or five years ago, it's, five or ten thousand dollars so if if, let's let's i mean i don't i'm getting as long as i can get you know what's as you said people aren't paying my bills as long as i can get a chunk down that i feel good about then then i got no problem going because if you know you wait around someone else is going to hit it there's a lot more people doing this uh now than there was you know five or ten years ago so oh every year there's more there's no question there's just betting circuit openers. I that first year I was betting circuit openers. I had time. You know, I could yep, look at yep. the run up and down the board. I had like 10, 15 minutes. Now, I mean, I'm I mean, you were there yesterday. I mean, yeah. as far as on the app, I mean, I was panicking. I mean, why is this app not up? Because I mean, sometimes I bet weeks where everything's wiped out in five minutes. Like I swear yeah. to God, people have bots because I cannot get the stuff. Like, I mean, I'm trying to get the stuff within 10 seconds and I can't get the number. So uh yeah. All right. I wanted your thoughts on that. I, I like that. No, for uh, sure. I agree. It's just, it's a different time now. It's a different, and you like, you, you get somebody, you got somebody, you get the old time. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, we're not ready. It, it's, it's a totally different market now uh, than it was five years ago in terms of what's available. Especially if you're in a legalized state, um, you have, you know, you have so many options uh, and especially depending on, you know, who you connected with and that. So uh, I agree with you, man. Like the, the, the amount you can bet on Sunday afternoon now is so different than it was even just a few years ago uh, that, that you it's adapt or die. You can either get, get yep. with the times or, you know, you can wait until uh, other people are getting their bets in. So no, I'm with you there. Any other lines uh, stood out to you? I'll give you one that I thought was really interesting line movement. I hate this team. Uh, a lot of people bet against this team last week. Uh, a lot of people were on the, their opponent uh, last week. The Colorado Air Force game got up to like 18, 18 and a half. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. I mean, Colorado got steamed against last week. Air Force got took some money, you know, blew through 14 last week in their game against an FCS opponent. And they absolutely smashed Northern Iowa. Yep. I was like, man, does this get to 20? Because, I, I mean, low total. I know Colorado sucks. I love Air Force this year. It's one of my favorite season win total bets over uh, one of my biggest positions. I was thinking, do I wait? Does this creep to 20? And then a group came in late last night, took all those 18 and a half away, took 17 and a half away. We're, it's just an intriguing game to me. Where are you at on this one? You know, I, I, I got, I was so, um, you know, like that TCU Colorado game. The first oh my half, God. I was like, these two, like this, these two teams are terrible. I am, I'm not. What's a going on in the quarterback worst. situation? I, <laughs> I don't know. They're switching quarterback and neither quarterback and a t- guy that could complete a pass. Uh, it was a brutal first half. And again, I think TCU, just the, the talent advantage kind of got, got away. You know, they had a couple special teams plays. So kind of broke it open second half. Um, I, I, but again, you're talking, you know, when you're talking going against a triple option team, um, who's going to want to go slow, who's going to, if they're going to want to take the lead, you know, I, again, I, they're situationally, it, it's games that, you know, uh, there's some scenarios where if a team, you know, like an FCS team can't stop the triple, that that's one thing. When you're going against, uh, you know, a power five team, that even though Colorado isn't very good to, to lay, you know, over two touchdowns, um, 
against a team that, you know, I thought Colorado's defense at least competed for a half last week um, until the floodgates, you know, kind of opened up <laughs> when their offense couldn't do anything. Um, I, it, it's too, it's, again, as you said, you know, if it was getting up to the 2021, 20, then then you're just out of, out of a sheer number perspective having to buy it. Where it's sitting at right now, um, it, it's probably just a, a stay away from me. But, man, yeah, I, I – I, I would go. I I I would go with Shroud. I, I don't the Braden Lewis. I just I don't see it. I, I think I they agree. they they're better off going with Shroud. But that man, they're a team that just got absolutely destroyed with the transfer portal and losing some talent. Um, and it, it's 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 going to be a long. It's another one they need to to reload. But against this opponent, um, Lane seventeen for me is is too rich. So it it'll probably be one I'm staying away from. Any other games for you before we get the best bets? You know what? I, I'm going to tell you, it was a, a game that a lot of groups faded Cal last week. Um, yeah, I was one and, of them. Yeah, yeah, it was a UC Davis team that I think is a very, very good FCS team. Uh, I, I saw Met Mac. There's Met a Cap defensive Kirk touchdown Kirk. in it. I got a, I was probably negative 10 on deep, non-offensive touchdowns last week. <laughs> I mean, Metcalf said that that was one of his bigger decisions of the day, uh, which I knew meant that they, they were really pulling for Cal uh, and for Cal to cover all the numbers last. I think I saw UC Davis got it inside. It was either inside the 30 or inside the 40, 11 times um, and had so many things go wrong with there. Weren't able to finish drives. Um, I don't I don't think Cal is very good at all. Um, and UNLV was a, team, a week zero team that. I came away very impressed with. Um, <laughs> I, I bought some 14 minus 120. Uh, there's still a bunch of 13s. Uh, it'll probably get in uh, the best bets segment here. I think UNLV is very live this week uh, to go into Cal and, and pull an outright victory. I know I know we talked on the Mountain West there, but um, I, I I do not respect Cal whatsoever. I thought the steam was good last week. One of those variance games that just, just went the wrong way for, for people like yourself that, that were on UC Davis. Um, I like UNLV getting the two touchdowns uh, or 13 this week. Um, and they'll be in, uh, in my money line, uh, you know, little money line round Robin sprinkle. Uh, they will be one of the ones in it. All right. Love it. I, I got to tell you, I uh, was at the UNLV game. Sad to admit another loser for me. I had Idaho state pretty big that day. Yeah. I left in the middle of the second quarter. I knew I was dead and it happened in five minutes. Like I literally with like 12 minutes left in the second quarter, I'm like, man, I'm good. I'm sitting pretty. I mean, I don't, this is going to be a close game. And within five minutes, I'm done. It's over. I mean, I, I can't cash, you know, a, a plus I shoot. I had as high as plus 27 and I knew I was yep, done. Yep, I mean, yep. I'll say this about UNLV transfer portal. They got some dudes. I mean, power five dudes. Ricky White, a wide receiver from Michigan State, should be yeah. starting still at Michigan State at wide receiver. I He's know. He won the Michigan game last year single-handedly for that. We had like 200 yards in the game. I mean, that guy's a legitimate, like, uh, an NFL receiver. And he, you know, playing in these Mountain West teams, he is going to cook all year. They got a Louisville transfer, a running back, is a grown man amongst boys, so – yeah, that UNLV power rating was one of my biggest upgrades. So I agree. With you. You're going to lock that in. That, that is the best bet for you. UNLV? Yeah, no, I'm going to throw that. Yeah, throw that best bet in there because that UNLV, um, I don't th- I don't think that's going to be trading 13, uh, you know, very much longer in the week. Um, so, I, uh, you know, if you've got the the 14 minus 120, that, I think there's a, look, one or two places as I'm looking at the board right now that still have 13 and a half. Um, so, yeah, 13 and a half, I'm good at 13. Um, and I'm going to, like I said, take a little money line sprinkle on that one. Uh, Cause I was so unimpressed with Cal um, 
a week when I I'm fine going back to the well fading them again this week. All right. I have mentioned this already and I still like it as long as you can get it under 63, uh, just general football score. As far as a total, I'm going the over in the Alabama, Texas game. I know you're all going to be watching it. Why not have some action on it? I have bet it. And I think there's a lot of value there. Obviously I think Alabama offensively do what they want uh, against a Texas defense that obviously just played a tomato can last week. You didn't get a good look, but I Alabama have their way. I do think Sarkeesian will dial up some stuff that, that, that can attack and, and score, you know, a few times. And that's what we need against Alabama. So I'm, I'm counting on that. And then you, it's going to be hot. And, and I want your take on this. Uh, it's going to be in the nineties. And I actually like Ben overs in the nineties teams cramp up and whatnot. And I think it takes much more effort on defense for intensity. And, and if you're cramping and whatnot, and, and people are going to say, Oh, you don't want to go pace on offense, but I, I mean, I have found betting overs when it's really hot to be profitable. So I'm going over 60, over 62 Alabama, Texas. It's one of those kind of like urban, you know, myth legend that's kind of been just for like, uh, you know, when it was when people say when it's raining, oh, we got to go under. Well, it was really more about like if there's, you know, the the, the data in itself was more if it's high winds or crosswinds, yeah. that type of thing. And people would say, I agree with you. So the, the heat, you know, some people would think like, oh, we yeah, yeah, got to go under. No, no, I I I totally agree that the, the over will be the play there, and the heat doesn't doesn't throw me off it whatsoever. Because um, as you said. Are, are you, this is what I want to see. Where are you? Oh. Like, I'm obviously Texas is going to lose this game. Texas, yeah. uh, big 12 wise. Um, are, are you buying it this year or do you think they still need, I mean, cause they're, they're going full. They, they saw Texas A&M get the NIL checks out and they're writing <laughs> the checks this year, big time. So they're loading up talent wise. You think it's a year too early for them? Year too early. I, one of my biggest positions was under their season win total. I mean, I'm an idiot. I've been under eight and a half. It was like one of those, you know, April numbers, I think maybe it was early May. Oh, I got a good one. I, I think Texas eight and four this year. I'll bet under eight and a half. And then Willie Hill comes in nine and a half and I bet even more under that. So no, I'll give him, you got to give Sark another year. I mean, I still think there's culture issues there. And I'm wondering if there's, you know, if they get up against it this week, if there's some quit, because that pro, that's a program that's gone under their season win total 11 last 12 years. So generally speaking, they're always a little expensive and overpriced. And I still think, I mean, one of their players even said this in the spring, that there's still some locker room problems there. So they're, <laughs> the Crimson Tide are coming I mean, this week. There was we'll that see. video <laughs> on the bus last year where, like, yeah. the, the defensive line coach is, like, screaming at and, like, players are laughing in his face and stuff. And so, yeah, and I, I think there's definitely some still some transition cost uh, to go there, um, and especially if you take, uh, you know, a, a, a 20-point uh, ass beating here by, you know, by Alabama. That, that, <laughs> that doesn't help the the Texas's back uh, fandom there. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I like your overplay. Uh, you got another best bet you're looking at? You know what? As far you know, which why I am not on the Burt train. I tell you what, this is here, and you know, Virginia's a team that I, explosive offense. I get the the run defense is going to be a little bit leaky, um, but but I do not think Illinois, especially looking at you know, they had a kind of a you know a slog against Wyoming in the second half. It gets uh, Wyoming looks horrific, um, and then they lose to you know they blow the game against an Indiana team oh that I God. am super down on. Um, and just, I mean, to blow that game again in Indiana, they couldn't run. I don't respect anything they've got going on offense. Um, 
I'm I'm on UVA here this week. I like there's some fives around four and a half five seems to be what's widely available right now. I'm actually you know I, I locked in some five. I'm hoping it can you know maybe even tick up a little bit more. I'll I'll be more of a buyer at six if it gets there. Um, that, that's another one I think for virginia player to player is if not uh, as good as illinois even better from uh channel i think they've got the better quarterback the better offense i I know run defense you know again richmond last week even they were giving up some plays um but 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 illinois doesn't have i think you saw even though tommy devito going against a little bit of a better opponent um than wyoming still had some issues i've never been a devito guy you know when they they, when he faces any amount of pressure um, that Tom Allen really started to dial it up in the second half and was giving him all types of issues. They're very like, it's either a, you know, a, a zone read handoff to, to chase Brown there, or they're, they're, they're throwing like a bubble screen to juice Williams. Like it, it's a very predictable offense uh, that I think UVA will be able to manage somewhat. Um, and, and I just think they can score with them no matter what. So give me the four and a half five there. Um, and that's another one that uh, I like some money line on. Uh, I think Virginia's live. I've already bet it. Uh, my only hang-up, I totally agree with it. It's one of my favorite plays. My only hang-up is, can we get a six? Because we have seen money come in hand over fist on Illinois two weeks now in a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, throughout the week. So, I mean, does it happen a third time in a row? I don't know. Uh, but I'll say this. Virginia beat Illinois by four touchdowns last year. And in a lower-scoring game, you're going to give me more than a, a field goal against an idiot Bielema. Yep. That just it struggles to get margin against anybody because of his offense. And, and he got the much better quarterback uh, in this yeah, game. Yeah. So I, I love the pick. My only concern is, I mean, do we get a better number? I hope we do. It'll be one of my favorite bets of the week if that's the case. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely love to add some more there if we can get another key number in there. But, uh, it, it, you know, Illinois, do you like – if you're, you know, that's the classic, like, we're going to line up and play Burt Ball. If you're giving me, you know, two <laughs> touchdowns against a better opponent, that's when, you know, I want to bet some Illinois, uh, you know, I want to, you know, go up against. But when you're talking about laying numbers, um, then, then you know, like, yeah. I, I just, I, I know the market's been a little bullish on them so far. Uh, but I, I think that's more about the fact that I think Wyoming's absolutely terrible. I think Indiana's absolutely terrible. Uh, and that hasn't done much for me to, to impress me of how they've looked the first two weeks so yeah i like uva as we're both uh you know both locked into it and so uh i i got no problem adding more if, if the market wants to see Illinois one more time i'm gonna go with another one here and i think people are gonna be surprised by this i'm gonna take a team with a backup quarterback i think the market's overreacting to tyler shuck being out for texas okay. tech i'm here to tell you the backup might be even better that smith kid i mean he torched mississippi state in a bowl game and he played a lot last year and I thought he played all right last week. So uh, we've seen this line move up and down all day. I mean, it blew yep. up to three and a half. There was a group that came back in at plus three and a half. And then another guy respected late two and a half and moved it back. And then they took it off the board. I mean, shop, obviously you can get some two and a half minus minus one fifteen. but I mean, for this show purpose, I'm okay. grading in at three. I'll take Texas Tech, who the market steamed big time last week. They absolutely hammered. I know it was an FCS team, but, I mean, it's a a program that I really like their coaching staff big time. Uh, I don't like the coaching staff for Houston. And I thought they – I mean, I hate Dana Holgerson. I don't know what your thoughts are on him, but Houston should have lost last week. It's their second week in a row against a big-time opponent. Texas Tech could have spent all fall camp, you know, prepping for Houston. That's not the case for Houston. I mean, they had a tough matchup against UTSA, so – I think the market closes above three. So it's a simple key number play for me. 
Um, maybe it stays at three because people always overreact their quarterback being out. But I think Texas Tech gets some margin actually against Houston this week. No, I like that. And as you said, I mean, the whole go, they did everything they could to blow that game uh, last week <laughs> against UTSA. Um, I, I clean tune in that again, the, the, the Houston roster in itself, um, I, I'm, I'm not in love with. So yeah, I, 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 as you said, I like what, what, what they've got going there at Texas tech. Um, so yeah, that's one, as you said, shopping around. Cause I'm still, you're looking across the board, mostly three, but there are still some, some two and a halfs out there. If you see this and you shop it, um, to know I like that one that uh, some oppo steam here that I've seen is uh there's been some Stanford money in the market um and that's come right. down you know open to, you know some 12 some 11 come down I'm seeing in even an eight on USC right now Stanford a team that I am not very bullish on whatsoever <laughs> and I know that USC's got some some transition costs on defense they had some you know three <laughs> defensive touchdowns last week against Rice to make that look a little bit more of a blowout than it probably should have been um. But I'm not I'm not a Stanford uh, fan here of what they've got going. I think these are two programs going in completely opposite directions. Yeah. What's a buy number for you on USC? I'm already involved on the game. I hate to admit it. I was involved in the summer. I mean, these sports books had such disparity uh, on how to how to rank rate uh, USC. I laid five. I took 11 and a half. I'm right. I'm about right where it is now. I think USC is the, the right side especially with it being single digits. I, I'm probably more in the 10 range. Uh, although, I mean, SC scored three defensive, three pick sixes, so we'll see. They'll get a little bit of pushback. You're right. I mean, we got a coaching mismatch. I mean, Lincoln Riley against David Shaw. I mean, come on, yep. folks. Uh, yep, yep. You're right. I mean, if I had to – if you give me one of your minted, uh, you know, $100 bills that you got falling out of your pocket, I'm betting SC. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm clear, you know, I'm seeing how low this could get. I, I thought I agree with you. I was a little bit, I was around 10 and a half. Um, and now that I've seen this, you know, kind of dropping down and an eight popping, I'm, I'm getting tempted. Uh, so that's one uh, that I'll be monitoring throughout the week. I don't think we'll see a seven, but, um, at, at, at eight, no. I'm, I'm close to being a buyer there. Uh, cause I, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I think, Stanford uh, is is not a team that that I've been very bullish on for quite a while now, and it it seems like they're finally you know starting to, to kind of bottom out for what's happening with David Shaw. I'll give it a third one. Why not? Let's be aggressive. I'll take Oklahoma State. I'll lay eleven, even with that pitiful defense. I think that you know, people are probably overreacting what happened after the game got the garbage time. The reality is, we're two minutes into the third quarter, and they're beating Central Michigan fifty-one to fifteen. Uh, yeah. A Central Michigan team that I think is halfway decent. I mean, don't ask me. Look how Central Michigan did against a Pac-12 team in a bowl game. They beat Washington State. Uh, Arizona State, I probably, you know, I upgraded them because they were better than expected. But, again, Agreed. it was an FCS opponent. They're just getting too much pushback. I hate the Pac-12 on the road. I think Oklahoma State got downgraded probably a little too much for a game that just was in garbage time uh, so early in the second half that they just gave up defensively. So, I hate doing it, but I'm going to lay double digits. Oklahoma State minus 11. I think the line should be at least 13. Yeah, that you know what? So I, I was one that uh, I, I had been down on Arizona State coming into the year. Uh, they, they really down. They even the market faded them against Northern Arizona last week. Um, you know, it was around. It got up to 27, 28, close, closer to 25. Um and they were, and they, again, I think it, it did play out, though, where in Arizona State game, you know, Henry wants to play defense, so they're able to run the ball. Um, Emory Jones, Evan Holiday, 
that the game script went well for them. If they, their team that gets by, if Oklahoma State can get up a score or two on them, then I think it becomes very problematic for an Arizona State team that that doesn't want to open it up, that I don't think mm-hmm. Emory Jones is someone who can, you know, throw the ball down the field or pass for 300 yards or get in one of these score-for-score score contests. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm – I would definitely lean. I don't have action on it. I would lean Oklahoma State with you because that that's one that I think in the, the when they're playing a, a lesser opponent where they can, you know, run and play herm ball, that's more of the, you know, the, the Arizona State. This is one where I think Emory Jones will have to come out and be firing. Uh, and that's not the the type of quarterback I think he is. So uh no for me i'm not i'm i don't have a position on it at the moment but yeah gun to my head it'd be in oklahoma state uh because i agree with you this is it's still a team that even after you know a, a you know a good performance against fcs team that i'm not very high on in arizona state any other best bets for you joey you know i'm i'm i tell you what am i gonna if this uh-huh. is one that, you know, it, it hit, it, it is a gross, the Duke Northwestern game. Uh-oh. And there were some 10s popping this morning. There was. And I, I tell you, you know, Pat's Cats laying 10 uh, <laughs> against a, an opponent. And I know that it was Temple. Uh, yeah. I thought Duke looked a bit improved this week. And, and I, I just, I, I can't. There's still a couple 10s up as a, on there. There's a couple 10s up on there uh, where – that I know it even crossed over some 10 and a half there. This one open a circuit at six um, at 10. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the position to, to play Duke here. Um, if it's Gerald's guy, I think their, their defense even took a, you know, significant. And again, you're talking about a team that, that, you know, looked good against Nebraska, who is, I think, you know, everybody's in their mother uh, seeing what Nebraska is going to be like, uh, you know, under the the Scott Frost uh, last year. Um, so I'm okay. Duke at 10, I'm a buyer there. Um, it, it's one that I thought we, you know, we should settle in around eight. Now that I'm getting the double digits, um, it's a bit too rich for me because uh, I was more around seven and a half. So at 10, uh, I like the, the Blue Devils. There you go. Uh, numbers matter. I laid six on the opener. So um, I, I, you, you'll get no disagree, uh, disagreement with me uh, fading him in a big favorite role. I think them having a reset after Ireland probably helps them. The fact they're not playing immediately after. Uh, we yep. saw Nebraska struggle with that. I've seen Notre Dame struggle with that in the past, the week, the immediate week after Ireland. So that buy probably helped them reset a little bit. But you're right. Ten, ten would be a, a Duke bet for me. Uh, so for me, just recapping, best bets, Texas Tech minus three, Oklahoma State minus 11, Alabama over 62 in that game against Texas. Uh, recap your best bets, Joey. Yeah, you or if you got one more, one give it out. Your favorite one on the board, UNLV, uh, the 13, a 13 and a half, uh, 14 minus 120 if you can find it. Uh, Virginia. Four and a half, five. Uh, again, one that it would be adding more. I'm fine playing it there, but we'll be. That's one we're both keeping an eye on to see uh, if, we, if you know there's some more Illinois steam to add a you know a six, six and a half. Gonna add uh, a little bit of a little bit of Blue Devils there at ten. You know, it's kind of flickering uh, between nine and a half, ten, ten and a half. Uh, so that would be one at ten for me is a buy point. Um, and that's hey, we uh, a couple of live dogs. The slate is a little bit uh, a little bit uh, you know gross at some places, but uh, I think you got a couple of uh, live dogs this week here. So and as you said, we're, something we'll I'm excited to learn uh, a little bit about more of the the teams that we you know had some question marks on. Uh, kind of coming into the season. So this is one, maybe not a week of, of great premier matchups, uh, but a week of some interesting ones that uh, hopefully get some more data points. 
Well, I'll tell you what, that hour went by quick, buddy. It was a pleasure. Longest I've ever talked to you personally. And I got to say, I look forward to the rest of the season uh, that we, we hit the books, folks. If you don't think we did, I mean, we covered a bunch of games, a lot of games from last week, covered a lot of games for this week. You're right. Getting that extra data point is going to help in a lot of these matches for this week. We look forward to uh, you guys listening to us and watching us in the future as we hit the books here on the Hammer Betting Network.